0: Well, that stumps.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to That Stumps podcast. Uh, I'm your host Matt Olson, Hayden, and Arnab alongside me on today's show. We'll be talking about the windies in England, Afghanistan, Ireland, India, Australia, New Zealand, Bangladesh. Sri Lanka and uh, South Africa I should say that the other way around the East Asia Pacific T20 World Cup qualifiers and the World Cricket League Division two. so boys quite a lot to cover on uh, on today's show and we're going to start in the West Indies with um, and when we've obviously we've obviously been saying it the past few weeks now but this has really been one of the best series ever. Um, we've seen extreme weak points from both sides we've, been, we've seen both sides really at their best. Um, and by the time these T20s have rolled around, we've just about been exhausted. Um, and to really to, to top it all off, I mean we had England playing really well in one game and the West Indies again playing exceptional in, in the other. I mean it's just been, it's been so exciting. And um, what I love about it is that if we look at all three forms, we can see that the West Indies are back to being sort of an elite nation again, but we're also seeing weaknesses in, in, in England ahead of sort of the championship and the World Cup as well. So, Really, um, it's, it's, it's good because um, the West Indies aren't really a minnow anymore after their little period away, and for England, um, this World Cup won't be so simple for them.
0: Yeah, um, a period of about five years when the West Indies board went through the stage of not paying players and treating them pretty poorly, and it all got overtaken by politics has now come to a little bit of an end, thankfully. I'm... Assuming the way that they've turned things around and they're developing some good young players and it's all showing uh, what can actually happen if you put, if the West Indies actually put their minds to becoming a competitive nation again.
1: And it's not it's not just uh, their own cricketers. Obviously, they've helped the USA immensely by um, having the USA play in their 50 over tournament as well. So they're really you know credit to that organisation because they were a fucking mess in yeah. about 2013, weren't they? Yeah. Um, and they've they've really you know gone strides to, to changing it around and, and helping out both both the USA and, and Canada. So credit to them because they're they're doing a lot for cricket. And, um, you know, really, if we if we look at this series, a few of the, the shining lights were, were guys like John Campbell on debut and, and um, Shimmeron Herrmeyer, who I was talking about, you know, in our first episode so triumphantly. Um, but then again, you know, the universe boss, I mean, f- over four hundred and twenty runs in five games, just unstoppable. And to think the guy is going to be retiring. This is his, you know, that was his last ever ODI series at home. And um, he put in that kind of performance. It's just it's unforgettable. Um, Anab, what, what are your what
2: are your thoughts on the West Indies? hell, like, I was completely surprised. I honestly thought it was going to be something like four one, but West Indies have really turned up when it matters. Um, I mean, they have got a shit ton of talent. It's a matter of sort of getting the right balance. Mm. Um, yeah. You look. I still feel like Chris Gayle is still trying to find an opener. John Campbell has got potential, but. He hasn't sort of really delivered yet. That being said, he's only, what, what like five one-days?
1: Yeah, five one-days and three tests. And, and and it should be said, in those, what, uh, six innings that he played, he always got started very well. And I think his, his average is... Uh, you know sort of varying in the 30s and 40s. He can get started. He just you, know, you talk about the nervous 90s. I think John Campbell has a case of the nervous 40s because he <laughs> he really shuts off when he's close <laughs> to that milestone. Um, and what's entertaining about him is he'll go or run a ball in all three formats so you'll you'll see you'll see him play exactly the same way and he won't bother adjusting he'll be whacking fours and sixes in test cricket like he's playing a t20 it's all the same he just he he has a he has a constant stride and he sticks with it no matter what and he's honestly for a debutant he was just he blew me out of the water i was very impressed um, but no, I do agree. He's, he's you know, he's underdone. He did make his debut, and so let's just give him a bit, a bit of time um, and see if he can um, make some strides in this World Cup campaign. And obviously, speaking of the World Cup campaign, do we think England should really be worried now? Because um, Mark Butcher said on uh, on ESPN Cricket Info, if we look at the World Cup, because we don't have associate nations and groups, we just have a league table, which is just weird, Um you can pretty much look at all ten sides competing in the World Cup, and you, you know you, there's no game that you can pick and say, "Yeah, this is one that we're probably going to win." Every single game is a, is a threat. Every single team poses a threat, and um, you know for, for England they might be at home, but you know one day they'll be they'll be facing you know. Um, you know, different pace attacks from, you know, the likes of South Africa and and Australia, and then they'll be facing Afghanistan, who are rumoured to be playing four four spin balls and go for an all-spin attack. I mean, it's going to pose a really unique challenge, and and Anna, you made the point um, to me off-air when you were talking about flat pitches. If if they don't have the flat pitches, they're really going to struggle.
2: Exactly, and uh, you saw that in the fifth one there, where it had a shit ton of bounce, and England just did not adjust. Mm. They yeah, just no, didn't I adjust. I didn't see not a single batsman from the top seven adjusted, and that's why they got bought for what 113 it was, and then mm-hmm. West Indies' mm-hmm. just hammers it twenty more 70.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, no, that was that was really impressive. Um, but um, what I what I what I found ridiculous was that um, it, all, the wickets were pretty much all exactly the same. Yeah. You know, player A steps up, he can't cope with the bounce pulls the bat up, edges one, it sort of goes over to third man. Um, And the amount of times we saw that happen, even when the ball wasn't being caught, the amount of times we just saw that ball pop up and go across to to third man or sometimes even to sort of fine leg, I mean, it was just ridiculous. It was absolutely absurd. If you're a – and this is probably a testament to Trevor Bayless. If you're a coach, you tell the guy that's sort of sitting in the chair next to the boundary line, hey, when you go in, don't do that. (laughs) You know, it's – it's it's, <laughs> it's terrible management really isn't it
2: yeah and I that's the sort of one negative um, aspect of overaggression in my opinion
1: yeah probably
0: yeah, yeah when it, when their game plan works it's wonderful and everyone talks about how good they are but when it doesn't work it's uh, it spectacularly doesn't work it's mm-hmm. a monumental explosion
1: um so again just back on the back on the west indies with their with their test form do we sort of look at how how well they played in that series and say that they can be a bit of a threat coming forward to the test championships or is it more the fact that they were playing at home do, do we do we read into it and say that the pace attack has certainly gotten better um or you know well, just
0: if like- if you can win your home games that's always a good um good step in the right direction and if you pick up and with their pace bowling attack, they might they, they might do well. Um, I don't know when the West Indies come over to Australia and play, but
1: they're they're not. Um, so the Test Championship, there are uh, sort of two sides that you're scheduled not to play in official championship matches. Australia mm-hmm. won't be playing official matches against the West Indies and Sri Lanka. It's no, a bit no. like um, it's a bit like the UEFA Nations League when they sometimes play friendlies
0: oh, because yeah.
1: schedules messed up. Yep. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, because I was going to say, if they'll come to Australia with their bowling attack and the way that they made England look stupid on the bouncy um, pitches, they could do the same to us um, over here in Australia because there were a few times when the Australian batsmen looked fairly ridiculous on bouncy pitches as well. So yeah, it'll be interesting mm. to see how they go. Um, their bowling um, attack is definitely I'm, really, really I'm good. I'm
1: personally more excited to see Afghanistan over here to see what their 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 spin bowlers can mm. probably try and muster on an Australian pitch. And uh, they will be coming next summer, believe it or not, um, for a um, FTP. So that's the Future Tours Program. Um, Island oh, brilliant. Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe and Afghanistan are scheduled to play 12 Test matches against the Championship teams. And um, yeah, Afghanistan have been fortunate enough to be scheduled to come to Australia. Don't know what ground they're gonna play it at. It'll be interesting to see. Um, Twenty dollars on Monica. would Love
2: it if them. it was at SCG because I feel like that would suit them the best.
1: Yeah, but I think that I think Monica's um, probably the best bet because they'll play it at a small venue. They like they're not gonna they're not gonna look at it and say, Oh, Afghanistan, they'll sell out the SCG. I mean, yes, Rashid That's Khan, Mahnabi. These are good. These are very, very good players. But um, I just test match I at North uh, Sydney. Hey, test match what? at North Sydney Oval. North Sydney? Oh, I'd uh, probably doubt that. Hobart, um, yeah, Hobart is a good shout because Hobart will also be hosting the uh, World Cup qualifiers. Anyway, uh, going completely off topic, guys. Um, we'll we'll segue over to Afghanistan. When you look at Afghanistan and Ireland, you probably think Afghanistan are are streets ahead in the T20s and they they swept the series, they got their world record score. You know, we expected that. The ODIs, they've still been dominating. And um, I don't want to say it's as much as a, a concern for Ireland. I personally... I'm of the belief that the players are tired. They've just played the whole series in Oman. They've flown over to, you know, Derrida in in northern India. And uh, they've not really had a constant break. They've been playing cricket out and out for the entire month now. Um, What what does this leave you feeling going towards the Test match? Because Ireland are definitely the better Test nation. There's no doubt about that. But does it even out? Are are Afghanistan really a chance to, to put in the better performance here?
0: Yeah, I reckon they are. Um, fatigue uh, ain't no joke. So you've pl- Ireland have played so much cricket over the past couple months, and then coming into a Test match, five straight days of cricket—that um, that's a lot to add on to what they've already done. So I think mm-hmm. um, Afghanistan could take a op- take the opportunity here and um, definitely, definitely come out
1: successful. It's- you see, the, the the best indication towards this whole fatigue thing is the fact that Afghanistan and Ireland are pretty much on par in the ODI. So yet Afghanistan have still have still taken an easy what two one three one lead. Is mm-hmm. it? Yes, three one. Is it? No, because one of the games has rained out. Yeah, no, it's two
2: one right now. Uh, two, the one, second one got
1: washed out. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Um, but they're still probably, it's fair to say that they're still probably dominating the series. Um, 2-1 is probably not an indi- uh, the best indication of that. But, um, yeah, no, I, I just, uh, I think um, there's something going on with the Irish players, and I, I'd have to put it down to fatigue. So, yeah, it's interesting because they are they are definitely the better test nation on paper, but they're playing, you know, they're, they're playing um, on a pitch that will definitely suit the Afghanistan bowlers, and again, you, you bring in the element of the fatigue, um, that test match, Will be will be very good. The only problem is um, the scoring. The scoring has been really inconsistent. Mm. The the the, the pay, uh, sorry the pace and the, and the bounce on the pitch. It's not been consistent. I mean, <laughs> I really don't want to see, and you know, I'm, I'm fearing it a lot that one of these sides are going to get bowled out for about 105, and and the game will pretty much already be leaning one way or another. So whoever bats first, uh, they really got to put in a good performance, don't they?
0: Yeah. Um I think whoever uh, wins I the wins going to getting have
2: a first advantage.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah, fair <laughs> enough.
1: Um okay, so boys we'll, we'll move to India. Um and Australia claimed their first ever T20 series win in anywhere in Asia by uh, winning the T20 series 2-0. Um the ODIs you know, it's it's India are winning and rightfully so, but Australia are probably putting in a much better better performance than than we expected.
0: Yeah, um, we yeah, the first two games aren't being down two nothing wasn't really a clear indication of how well we've been playing in the one days. It was a bit.
1: I'd say that. I'd say that second game, that second game, I mean, it, it, it came down to pretty much Australia's collapse. Mm. I mean, you know, it's it's it, it, if you pretty much, I mean, not that it is like a draw or a tie, but if you if you sort of consider it that way, given that the margin was only eight runs, um, it sort of lends itself to say that this series is shaping up well because Australia won last night, India won the first game, um, and both and both wins will be some conviction. So both both sides are matched up. Rather evenly, um, and I don't recall an ODI or T20 series in in, in India where Australia have been this competitive um, for me. So I'm, I'm liking what I see so far.
0: Yeah, we've got Yay. we've got a really good balance. That's the best part about it. There's um, obviously the bowling attack. Everyone looks at it and think that that's the strongest part, but our batsmen are playing well enough to give the bowlers um, some backup. Just the collapse in the second game and then even the collapse that we had last night um, wasn't really a true indication of how well our batsmen could go when they're up and firing.
1: And you were saying something, Hayden, last night about uh, Donny wasn't wearing gloves while he was keeping?
0: Oh, yeah. he um, India weren't wearing any hats and weren't wearing any gloves. It was a camouflage joke.
1: Ah, huh, okay. Yeah, he
0: was, uh, awesome. he had, they were just green gloves, but they looked like they were camouflaged, so I was making a camouflage joke.
1: Obviously, uh, okay, obviously right. it was
0: a roaring success, that one.
1: Yes, right. Um, yeah, well, I've, as you can tell, I've, I wasn't watching the game, um, but nah, fair enough. Um, was there any, again, was there any particular reason why it had the, the design on it? Was it just something that his company yeah. did for him, um, or was there a- Meaning it, it was
2: because of the uh, terrorist attack that happened in Pulwama. Okay, so gotcha. they it in and apparently they donated all of the match fees to the National Defence Fund or something like that.
1: Yeah, right. Um, and uh, I guess we can just briefly go off topic here. Um, the Pakistan Super League has actually been quite successful. But, you know, the Pulwama attacks have obviously really, really shaded um, any sort of You know, uh, what am I trying to say? Credibility that the tournament might have had because uh, obviously the second phase of the tournament, so the last two rounds and then the finals will be played in Pakistan. And that's obviously a very big deal um, and it means a lot. Um, and then you've also got the fact that the ECB were, were putting in like a, a sort of um, expression of, of interest to sort of go over there um, and play some play some games in Pakistan. And we even had the West Indies women's team tour in Pakistan. More and more cricket in Pakistan. But the Pulwama attacks have pretty much stopped that from happening now. Um, and that's really sad. Um, I think it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, because we, we, we talk about the fact that South Africa was banned from playing... Top level cricket for about thirty two years. Um, if more things like this happen, should the ICC think about imposing some sort of ban on Pakistan?
2: For uh, oh, um, that's really tough. That's really really unfair because the PCB have worked their asses oh, off since oh, yeah. what happened it's, in Lahore two thousand nine. It's,
1: it's, it's worth noting that what they're doing in the UAE is top notch um and and even those stadiums in mean, dubai sports city is one of my favorite stadiums in the world it's incredible um but you know it's they're, they're doing so much for cricket and they've done so much to bring cricket home but you just you just you have to really think about it if if we ban a country for 32 years because of something as political as you know the apartheid we, we need to be doing the same for radical Islam. It's, you know, they're, they're pretty much sort of on par issues. Right. Um, and it's, look, I don't, I don't feel nice about saying this. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love Pakistani cricket. I love their players. I've been watching the Super League like crazy the past few weeks, but it's, you know, I just, I'm thinking about it from an ethical level and it's just, it's really, really, really strange. Um, I don't know. I, I do apologise for, for going slightly off-topic there. Um, and I'll let you take this one away, mate. New Zealand, Bangladesh. This series has been a bit of a disaster for your boys. And um, does it really sort of lend itself to the fact that, you know, Shaqib Al-Hassan has been out. Tamim hasn't really been at his best besides that century he hit at, uh, again, uh, let me get it right, was it Seaton Park in Hamilton?
2: Yeah, in Hamilton. Yeah.
1: Yes, and uh, also Saka hit 150, and, uh, and then obviously you had Mohamed Muthen, um scoring well in the ODIs as well. But, but other than that, I mean, it's, the scoring has been really, really sparse, and New Zealand have been right on top. So what, what, what do Magdalena have to do to get this sort of you know, stigma of, of um, you know, being highly, highly you know, reliant on, on Iqbal and Al-Hassan?
2: Uh, well, first of all, like I said on the previous episode, there was a lack of preparation in the first place, and then leading into this test series, Siomu Shaka wasn't even originally part of the test squad, and he gets, but he stays in New Zealand because of uh, Mushvika's injury, Mithun's injury, and Chikeb already being injured. It was yeah. it's just been a complete mess. Um The second test is going on; it just got called off for the second day in a row. So, yeah. Mushrika yeah, has right. mm-hmm. got a chance of being in the um, 11. My question to the Bangladesh selectors, why did you not select the bigger squad? Or, they selected three spinners in this test squad, but we don't have enough backup batsmen. What is going on? Mm. Because there are a few players who have actually gone through, like, them played at least five or six seasons of domestic cricket in, in the first class system, and have done well, but they haven't been caught up Such as Yase Ali, who uh, played for the Chittagong Vikings in the BPL. He's got a really good technique, and he's been scoring runs of late. But just don't know these Bangladesh selectors. They just the only time they seem to actually give a shit about domestic cricket is when the BPL is on, which is a real shame.
0: Because that's the one that brings in the money.
1: Well, well, exactly. that's it. It's 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 much like it's much like Australia um, killing off the Shield cricket because uh, they make more money from the Big Bash. It's 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 disgusting, but it's it's how it's how you know cricket cricket. Um, uh, what am I trying to say? Associations sort of run at the moment, and um, it's it's very much the flavour of the month. There's nothing we can do about it, and um, as long as it is, as long as the the franchise leagues remain um, a money making machine, we can't do anything about it. And again, sorry to go off topic before we move on. But um, speaking of franchise leagues, the European T20 has been announced. Um, it will be played this year, believe it or not. So we've got two teams from the Netherlands, two teams from uh, Ireland, and two teams from Scotland coming into that competition, before I forget. And, uh, and with that, um, South Africa, Sri Lanka. So Sri Lanka's Test Miracle has very much been shut down. South Africa, you know, I'd, I'd fairly say dominant, um, in this in this ODI series, um, which begs the question, are Sri Lanka any sort of threat looking forward to the World Cup? Because for me, I'd, I'd probably I'd probably place them as sort of the tenth seed, if you will. I think um, Afghanistan are, are really better than them at the moment, and um, you know, just just looking at sort of the the English pitches, what they want to do with it. Um, I don't really know that there's a whole lot going for them, but uh, they will definitely pose a threat on their day. It's just a matter of whether that day will come.
2: I can't see them as being general contenders. Yeah, no. Honestly, done can't. Everything that's been going on in Sri Lanka, yes, congrats to them on winning the Test Series, but in between that, in one day cricket, they've done absolutely nothing. Mm. Mm. No, and it's... that's there's a lot of politics going on. There's too many problems Inside, like the uh, what's it called within the board, and it is affecting the players whether they like to admit it or not.
1: So, let me let me ask you this, um, on a, a quick prediction base what will their tournament record be for the world cup? They play nine games, so for example, something like a, a three and six or a four and five. What, what sort of record are you guys picking for, for Sri Lanka? I time? think
2: they'll they'll win. Two, one will be washed out because English weather. Six yeah. losses. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good prediction, to be honest with you. Two
1: and Six. So you'll you'll go with. The two I'll be and honest six. though, I'm scared
2: when they play us because obviously the history of Bangladesh and Sri Lanka that have gone lately, and have to sing out the current coach being our former coach and the way that he left us and how we treat him as a snake now. It's gonna be interesting. Come, I think June the twenty first.
1: Well, uh, speaking of things that are interesting and World Cups, the 2020 World Cup in Australia. Phase one of qualifying starts in uh, what's it? today? the eighth, the ninth, tenth, ninth. Um, it's the ninth. Eleven days. Okay, so we are eleven days away from qualifying starting, and um, qualifying phase one of this qualifying goes in uh, by geography. So the sort of the uh, continental. uh, Associations that we have within the ICC. We've got Asia's ACC, um, East Asia Pacific, we've got Europe, uh, the Americas, etc. And uh, we do start off with East Asia Pacific. We have three teams in this division Papua New Guinea, Vanuatu, and the Philippines. Um, And this group is obviously cursed because you've got a side that's good enough for IDI status. You've got one that's sort of good enough to play the Challenge League but probably lose majority of their games. And then you've got one where cricket has really or, or pretty much just started. Um, so I, we really don't need to give this too much attention because Papua New Guinea will play a sort of a, a somewhat close game with Vanuatu. Vanuatu will play uh, a semi-close game with the Philippines, and then the Philippines will probably get bowled out for like five against Papua New Guinea, honestly. Um, if there's one thing uh, that we can say about this that's uh, quite exciting, it'll be the first time uh, a major international um, tournament or series, given it's only three games, um, will be played at Omini Park in Papua New Guinea, which was opened up um, to ODI status uh, like three years ago or so. So it's a very big deal for Papua New Guinea cricket. And um, they've obviously just had uh, Jason Gillespie, um, resign as, as, the, as their coach, and, the, and he loaned some players over to the Adelaide Strikers. I don't know if any of you guys know about that, but um, no, it's actually yeah, 20. same. Um, so Papua New Guinea, they're they you know they're nailed on. They all win this easy, and um, cricket is looking quite good for them. And again, perfect segue because they'll be playing in the World Cricket League Division Two, um, and we don't we don't really need to focus too much on it because we'll we'll have a few episodes before it starts. As I said, it starts in late uh, April. So uh, pretty much what you need to know about this is that uh, the four sides out of the six will go, will qualify for the world league two and get ODI status. And the bottom two teams will go to the challenge league. The unfortunate situation is all six sides really deserve ODI status. Um, They've all put forward wonderful proposals. They all have some pretty excellent players um, and they've all been putting in the right, putting in the right amount of effort to get professional cricket on their shores. Um, the USA are playing warm-up games against Australia and Pakistan at Lauder Hill in Florida. Um, well, they're trying to organise them anyway. Um, and to be honest, USA versus uh, USA versus Australia at Lauder Hill, I'd, I'd, just, I'd be so interested to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Canada's ground, the Toronto Curling Skating and Cricket Club, <laughs> has been given um, the ICC status. Um, Namibia Namibia's story is just incredible So, Namibia hasn't qualified for ODI Status since they were at the 2003 World Cup, this is 16 years in the Making, Namibia are hosting The tournament and they are not backing down They've hired LB Morkel To be a sort of Just like a, a team consultant and coach Not the mm. head coach of the team but sort of Just to have that role and um, Rather unfortunately one of their batsmen passed Away um, oh, Yeah so, um, yeah, there's, you know, emotions running high. And as I said, 16 years in the making. So there's a lot in it for, for Namibia as well. Um, and then you've got Papua New Guinea and Hong Kong. Hong Kong were just at the Asian Cup. And as I was just saying about Papua New Guinea, um, Jason Gillespie was working with them. So, I mean, every side at this tournament just looks really, really exciting. And uh, I can't pick it, but I know I know that it's going to be really, really good. Um so, boys, when we think of cricket in USA, Canada, Namibia, Oman, Hong Kong and uh, and Papua New Guinea, what, what are the memories that we have? What really comes to mind when you think of any of these countries playing cricket?
0: Uh, Namibia and getting smashed in the 2003 World Cup by Matthew Hayden. That's and uh, and
1: Glenn, Glenn McGrath took eight for oh, 40. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. Um, what about, uh, what about Canada? Does, uh, the name John Davison come to mind? Australian. I remember European. Ashish Barguy. Yes. Um, uh, yep.
2: Uh, so what do I think of USA cricket, Ali Khan? Because, oh, uh, Khan. Well,
1: Khan. Ali Khan's actually, like, a, profes- a professional cricketer playing in the Caribbean, so d- does, he even, yeah. does he even bloody count? <laughs> like, Fair enough. He, he's, easy, he's easily the biggest name the USA have, although also, um one of the USA's um, sort of leaders in their team is um, Surab Netravalka who played alongside K.O. Raul in the uh, 2000, yeah. 2010 Under-19. A lot of quick follow-up, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, and, also, and, uh, and he he actually was – I think he's, he's looking to play a bit more of an all-rounder role because he scored a few runs in the West Indies domestic. So I'd like to see what kind of role he, he wants to play for the team. Um, we'll, we'll look into that um, obviously a bit later. Anab, um, um, you mentioned Asish Bagai. Where do you know? Where do you know the, the name Bagai from? Is that just previous World Cups? Because he people to play in 2011, 2011 World Cup. 2011 World Cup. And yeah, yeah. I,
2: think he, I think I think the only reason I remember him as well is because I think he was approached by like uh, bookies. Sorry. Because apparently he was approached by um, like match fixes and stuff like that. And, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, there was a whole uh, article on Cricket for about it, and that was quite interesting to read. Yeah,
1: because um, obviously, a lot of these teams have players that have been playing, like, in the India domestic and actually already have a bit of a profile. For example, um, I was mentioning this during the quad series AJ Lal Cheddar from, from uh, Oman was playing for Bengaluru. And that was, a, that was a, a, like, a big deal to have a player from Oman sort of in, in the Indian system. Um, but I just, yeah, I know I find it interesting because Oman are probably, given that I did just forget them um, and, uh, and forgot that they were here for some reason. But, um, they, you know, their, their T20 form is excellent. They're obviously good enough to make the T20 World Cup. But their 50 over form is kind of the polar opposite, which begs the question, you could probably say that they are maybe, you know, 17th, 18th best side in the world. But they have a, they have a chance of, of getting relegated and going down to the challenge league simply for the fact that they can't play the 50-over form as well, um, which sort of begs, begs the question of, you know, should, should, we, should we try and do something else? Because should, should, we, should we try and change the format up somewhat and maybe include like a 50 and 20-over tournament? I say this because those Omani players, they will lose their contracts. They will have to go back to sort of working jobs. They won't be able to play professional cricket, even though they're, they're clearly good enough, right? Because because they can't play the 50-over format, and they're probably looking to, to lose some games in this tournament, and they're the, they're the big question mark here, because they, they are definitely better than USA, Canada, Namibia, but not so much in the 50-over cricket. And if, you know, I just... You don't want these players sort of withering away because they're very talented, but at the same time, you know, <laughs> they, they do need to sort of get better at playing playing longer innings. So yeah. it's, it's a bit of a tough one in that respect, yeah. isn't it? Uh,
0: maybe a coaching philosophy change as well. Um,
1: Maybe mm-hmm. I mean it, like,
0: reapproach the way they take fifty over cricket. It, might.
1: Was, it, was, it was odd because you know in the quad series they were they were still getting beaten, but they were they were definitely quite competitive. They played that one day against Scotland, and yes, they did win the next game by ninety odd runs. But if you're getting balled out for twenty four, you seriously yep. have to question everything. You you yep. have to make some sort of change. Again, you I don't care uh, I don't, after to, that I don't one. Care that they bounce back. I don't care that they bounce back. There's, there's a clear problem with the mentality of their players and being sort of stuck in, in not wanting to grind, not wanting to play defensively and sort of grow yourself into the game. I, I haven't seen one Omani player play in innings where they've sort of gone sort of four, five and over. Um, and it's concerning. It's really, really concerning. So... And, and also the fact that they'll be playing, again, in Namibia, very sim- very similar, if not identical, conditions to South Africa. I'd question if any of those players have even played in conditions like that before in their life, you know, and, and they're going to be playing 50 over cricket there. I mean, they're capable of playing very well, but it's, yeah, it's it's unfortunate, um, and I'd, I'd like to know who and what, because I know they have, um, Arnab, they have a Sri Lankan coach. Do you know much about him or...?
2: No, no, I actually didn't know that they had a Sri Lankan coach. Yeah, it's got it.
1: Probably a did
2: coach. Sri Lanka with, after all, the politics that's going on. Yeah, hmm.
1: yeah. Um, I was hoping you could give me some intel on him because I, I just they, they they have to do something about it, honestly. Um, these players' lives.
2: Oh, so, Duleep, no, that Mendes is their coach. Sweet.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, when we when we come back to talk about this tournament, I want you to give me some more intel on on um, on Mendes. Alright. All right, sweet, no worries. Yeah, all right, sweet. And uh, <laughs> I guess with that, because, again, we, we can talk about the Division two later. Boys, uh, on this series and on this episode, were there any other points that we wanted wanted to raise? Because um, I think we can just about wrap up.
0: Uh, do we want to uh-huh. touch on the UAE-Australia one-day squad? Oh,
1: yeah. Does it differ that much? Cause I, it is I, identical. Uh, yeah. It okay. is the okay. same squad.
0: It's the
2: same squad. Um, Pakistan released their squad. They've rested a few players. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shoib Malik is going to be captaining the side. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Uh, Muhammad Abbas has been uh, named in the one day squad.
1: They got uh, Fakha Zaman from Lahokala?
2: No, Fakha Zaman has also been rested. What? Uh, Yeah. Shah Masood gets uh, recorded to the one day squad. Uh, Uh, They've rested uh, Shahbab Khan as well. Baba well, Azam actually, has been I rested. Actually
1: it actually makes sense. It makes sense because Pakistan are going to Ireland before the World Cup. No, no yeah, will Exactly. So, so gonna, they just want to get their warm-up games in. Um, and exactly. I, think they're playing so. England. I think they're playing England as well in the UAE and then sort of going to Ireland. So that will be interesting to see how the weather holds up there. But, um, yeah, no. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Just because that for me, that for me says that Australia will probably have a really good shot at winning the series. But then you know, you. Is, mm. is, that, is that is that good World Cup form if if you if you're playing weakened sides in in a place where you don't really traditionally win and, and you're getting you're getting more from it and you should be happy about that. But at the same time, it is a, it is a weaker side. So, well,
2: you've if, got to take this into consideration. We haven't won. Australia hasn't won a one day series since 2017 January, and that was against Pakistan. The last time they played in the UAE, they beat them 3-0. So just to win a series will be so much for this team, considering how much shit they've had to go through in the past 12 months. No matter what you say. Even winning that T20 series against India, India didn't play their full strength squad, but still, it gives them a lot of confidence.
1: It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Yeah. And I won't, I, won't, I won't take anything away from it, but um, I, I just I, I wonder if they're going to have their heads screwed on the on the right way. Um, because it's it's the same mentality with this whole Sri Lanka thing. Yes, we we won the test series and that's great, but the test series in itself was a bit of a farce. It was it was two games. One of them was a day nighter, and Sri Lanka were were quite depleted. And because of that, we think we have enough momentum. Forget the fact that England got bowled out for 77. We think that because of that, we have enough momentum to go on and win the Ashes. And and you don't want that false you don't want that false sense of hope. If if if, if we beat this side good in the UAE. Yes, historically, that's very important for, for sort of the records. But, you know, they are they are a weaker side. They are essentially sort of a bit of a Pakistani feel about them. So I, I, I don't know about that. I don't know that it's that it's the be-all and end-all and that these players should be should be totally proud um, because if it's a weaker squad, they should all, almost be expecting to, to win. So I, I don't know. It's a weaker
2: squad, but you also, I love the point I want to make. The players that are in this squad for Pakistan, they'll be wanting to make a case for selection. And I feel like under Shoed Malik they're gonna be playing a lot more attacking cricket. Because Sapros in the past few months he's been quite defensive, which is very yeah. surprising. Mm.
1: But you can't take you can't take guys like Azam and, <laughs> and 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 Zaman out, out, out of out of the team. I mean, it's you know, at, at best it'll be giving it'll be giving um, Mickey Arthur a headache. But I, I don't think I don't think it's gonna be enough to, to trouble the selections. Um, and I'm talking specifically... I think the it's backup more they're around.
2: trying to find a backup yeah. opener, just in case if yeah. Zaman or Imam
0: gets um, out of form. Yeah, you need to know your squad that you're going to take to the World Cup inside and out. There's no point in having a couple yeah. of players that you're not too sure on what they'll do if given an opportunity, no matter how rare it is. And that's yeah.
2: exactly why... Um, what's it called? donny won't be playing the next two one-days because they just oh, want to yeah. give Rishabh Pant a go. Yep. Actually,
1: Talking just of just India, Australia. I've just, sorry, I've just realised. So remember back when I said that the USA could be playing both Australia and Pakistan at Lauder Hill? What kind of squads do you think they would name for that game?
2: Well, when are they said to play them?
1: Uh, it, it's according to, this is Wikipedia, so who knows <laughs> how, how true this is. But it's, it's said that the, the USA are planning that game as preparation for the division two, so it should be within the next month.
2: Then I think both sides do need to take it seriously. I don't care what opposition you're playing since it's a world since the World Cup's coming up. close, you have got to send in
1: your well, World It's, Cup it's squad. worth it's worth noting. Um, you you talk to anyone who who watches the Caribbean Premier League. Lord Hill doesn't play like the rest of the pitches in the West Indies. So it'll it'll yeah. be it'll be very very interesting to see how how experienced. It's going to be a slow pitch. Florida,
2: because Bangladesh played two T20s there. Mm. It gets slower. This, those, the,
1: the, West the, Indies, the West Indies have been taking all their um, all their T20 games to Florida. It's really weird, but um, anyway, yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting for, for sure. What were, what were you just in
2: the process of saying there, Rana? Sorry? Um. So there's two things. So one was the exclusion of Dinesh Khadrighi from the One Day Squad, which I found very surprising because he plays the finisher role very well in T20 cricket, and he was starting to He got recalled into the One Day Squad as a finisher. He did his job in Adelaide. And for some reason, suddenly he gets dropped. K O Rahul suddenly gets called up. I don't know what the fuck he did. He's <laughs> been absolute shit.
1: Because even, in the shorter uh, forms, just hold up. That's in, that's exclusively in the shorter forms. His his test form has been okay.
2: No, even in one day cricket, I don't believe K. Rahul should. But he's actually a brilliant player, but not for one day cricket. For yeah. one day cricket, they should have kept. They should have kept Shubman Gill, who played two one days in New Zealand. He didn't score runs, but he's only nineteen, and he's got he's, the technique. to He's uh, young, younger,
1: younger than Prithvi Shaw, or just older.
2: Uh, no, just a bit older. They're, those two... Schumann Dill was the man of the series in uh, last year's Under-19 World Cup.
1: And uh, and just on that, Prithvi Shaw is injured until when?
2: Uh, I think, like end of this month, and then he'll be um, oh. set. Like, he's going to the rehab. Following his, yeah. his Insta, he seems to be fine now. <laughs> um, yeah, And another point I wanted to make is... Vijay Shankar, who's has done quite well with the bat, mm. um, played well in Nagpur but got really that, unlucky.
1: Who was that all rounder? Uh, it might actually be Shankar but
2: I'm Yeah, Shankar.
1: Yeah, it is Shankar. That,
2: that gives India a good selection headache because the question is, he's a batting all rounder, whereas Pandey is the bowling all rounder. I think both will be going to England. The question is, do you play them both in your playing eleven? No. no. No, I no. believe no. they should.
1: Don't don't, don't repeat because players sh- that play don't repeat players that play the same role. It was the exact problem Australia yeah. had when they had Stoynus and Marsh in the system. You don't ever play players that yeah. have the exact same role.
2: If you look at what Shankar if you look at how Shankar plays in domestic cricket, he's yeah. a batting all under. And he is a bowling all under. I would play Shankar into at number four. I would play him over Rowdy. He's good enough to bat at four. He does it in domestic cricket and he does it well. Well how's, well, how's how
1: How's how's one-day form been? And I'm not just talking like recently. I'm talking over the last six to twelve months.
2: Well, he wasn't even in the squad until they played against West Indies. Oh, uh, so even in the Asia Cup, he was struggling quite a bit. Like mm. he's struggling. Yes. I don't think uh, the problem with the he's, he's 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 been good in the subcontinent, but as you saw in Australia, he struggled. Yes, that's that's the problem. And, and was, the thing was, is, that's, that's he, the he's retired. Saying. He's retired from first-class. He's retired from first-class cricket, so now he so he didn't even get any like Ranji Trophy games or anything, and he comes to Australia with no match practice. Mm. So practically yeah. all of the India players, their only match practice after this series is IPL. Um, um, mm. And yeah, Shikhar Dhawan's form this year has also been a bit worrying. I think Rahul will get a chance to play in the next two one days and see what happens.
1: I um, because. Can I, can I s- can I just interrupt? You you mentioned that the Indian players will, will have T twenty cricket as their warm ups. You, you do realize that's not a problem anymore. Australia Australia play their one day cricket in November, play Big Bash, and then go get selected for ODI's. So if you're gonna if you're gonna use the example that you know India are doing it and that could be a weakness, fucking half the teams in the World Cup are doing it anyway.
2: It's not a
1: problem. No, no, no. Uh, that's not
2: that's not a weakness, because I believe IPO can actually get you prepped up for international cricket since the quality of Foreign players playing in it, and Mm. I guess everything that they've invested in has actually paid off for India in both One Day and t Twenty cricket. That's a that's a fair shout actually. Yeah.
1: Mean meanwhile,
2: whereas in Big Bash, you're only having two foreign players. You're playing on shit pitches in spotless. That's not going to do you anything for one day. <laughs> meanwhile,
1: meanwhile in the Pakistan Super League, you've got a Hobart Hurricanes reject coming into bowl for garage. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron
2: Thomas. So, <laughs> <I saw that. laughs>
1: talking, actually,
2: talking of Pakistan Super League, Farah Ahmed has been bowling quite well there, and I would take him to the World Cup. Okay. I still believe he's Australia's best white ball well, spinner. Here's,
1: here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. You would most definitely take Nathan Lyon out of the one day team, wouldn't you?
2: Yeah. yeah, I just yeah. forget about what happened. Forget about what happened in Nagpur Ranchi. I wouldn't take him. He's too defensive of a bowler to be playing yeah. in
0: one-day cricket. He's not a white-ball cricketer. Yeah. And he needs stuff to stuff. give up that dream. It's it, he's not going to get there.
2: Exactly. Zampa is your number one. Zampa is Australia's current number one, and I would take five Yeah, uh, I would take two leg minutes if I was Australian selected. I I Talking actually of of totally agree with that.
1: No, I, I totally agree, Hayden. You're on the uh, you're on the same boat.
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. So listen, boys, uh, we've just about hit 45 minutes, and uh, I think we've, we've we've done quite a lot to cover the world frigate as well as we as well as we've done. So yep. uh,
2: yeah.
1: with that, boys, uh, I think we'll be out. All right. Um, All right. So sweet. We'll see you later, guys.
0: Well that stumps